Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella, and I'm here today joined by a, what is this, third, third, fourth, fifth, sixth? Third podcast. Third time on the podcast. Jordan Lang's in the house, everybody. Jordan, what's going on? Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Hey. Of course. It's been a while since you moved to Royal Oak over there that I've uh, been seeing you regularly. It's kind of aching my heart a little bit. I feel the same way. It's it's really rough. Yeah. How, how's it going over there? You you told me it's uh, going pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's a happening town. I mean, Ferndale's right around the corner. I got friends up there, too. So. Yeah, I, I wish I lived in Royal Oak, but, you know, we're down here in Garden City at the Split Six <laughs> studio tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, happy to be back. Yeah, how you been? You're growing your hair out. Yeah, yeah, looking like Adam Driver more and more every day. That's right, that's right, baby. As far as I'm told. <laughs> uh, all right, cool, cool. Um, all right, well, why don't we start by you telling us what we're drinking tonight? Uh, tonight we are drinking Little Devil. It is by Alesmith Brewing Company. It's and... Little Devil, by the way. Yeah, L I L, no, no T's. <laughs> And it's a Belgian-style pale ale, so it'll probably taste like too hardened. Yeah, uh, this is from Alesmith, which we have never had before on this podcast. I'm trying to figure out where they're from, but I can't tell. Um, San Diego. Oh, San Diego. All right, first time a San Diego beer, I believe. It is... Wait, did you say it's 5.5% yet? No, I did oh, not. Oh, 5.75%. Yeah. Which is kind of light for a pale ale, but let's crack these open and see if they taste kind of light. Cheers, my friend. Welcome Cheers. back. Cheers. Thank you. Ooh, interesting. That has a very, very distinct aftertaste. Does not taste like a too hardened, but uh, <laughs> I like this. It is good. Aftertaste has a little bit of a bite, like a devil would, I imagine. Um, yeah, it tastes more like a wheat than a pale ale, I would think, right? Yeah, yeah, it's got like kind of a weedy aftertaste. Maybe that's just like, because you know, the original wheat beer that I started consuming in my youth was uh, Blue Moon, which is Belgian, I believe. Mm -hmm. Or is that just the Belgian way? I don't know. But... Yeah, it tastes weedy. It is supposed to be pale, but it's not an IPA for sure. And I always thought IPAs were... I know they're Indian pale ales, but I thought pale ales were supposed to taste like IPAs. <laughs> I need to read a beer uh, drinking book. <laughs> yeah, they got a pretty extensive uh, description right on the back here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Can you says, sum it up for us or read it directly? Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to ask. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um it does say it's uh, made with uh, two types of orange peels added to ah. the kettle, pleasant citrus notes, blah, 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 you know, blah, blah. The Dirty Blonde, my favorite beer made with oranges and stuff. You know, gotta love it. I do like Dirty Blonde. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Jordan, how was your weekend? It was fucking great. Yeah? Do anything exciting? Uh, yeah. For, I went the, for the ye old St. Patrick's Day? For ye old St. E, I went to Grand Rapids. Uh, oh, nice. Had, yeah, they had the St. Patrick's Festival there. Uh-huh. It, that part was pretty shitty, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they like, sell 8,000 tickets for, like, a small-type area, uh -huh. and it's overpriced beer. I think I had to walk three miles 
and wait over an hour for just to get to a beer. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel yeah. I was in Phoenix for St. Patrick's Day and to visit my brothers for the weekend. I probably spent four hundred dollars before St. Patrick's Day, so I was already hurting for money, but that didn't stop me. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, St. Patrick's Day went out to Rosie's Irish Pub. It's fucking best time of my life. Had a great time. Uh, Shout out to my brothers and their our significant others for giving me such a good time. It's a bunch of games I learned that we're going to play. Also, Melissa, if you're listening to this, there are six Smirnoff Ices hidden in this house. And once you find one, you have to drink it on your knees. <laughs> so that's a new game I learned from them. Shout out to Kelly Griffin. Icing? Smirnoff Ice. Yeah, that's called icing. Oh, okay. I just learned it. Yeah, that, that was like a big thing. Beer number one. Sport. <laughs> We also played this game called The Odds Game. You ever play that? No, no. It's where I say, like, odds you'll slam that beer right now. And you give me, like, a number one through whatever you think the odds of you doing that will be. So if I said 100%? No, no. You don't. You say, like, one through ten. Like you oh, say, okay. Or, like, one through two if you're really confident. So I say what? So ten. So, so, you know, so the odds are one through ten. Oh, okay. That you yeah. would slam that. So then what happens next is we both count, or we count down from three, three, two, one, and then we both mm-hmm. say a number, one through ten. And if we say the same number, you have to do said task. Do you want to try to do it? You got me a one through ten odds. So if we're at the same number? Then you have to slam that beer. And you don't even get to enjoy it for the rest of the sports. <laughs> well, uh, I am the worst person to talk to about sports because I... I suck at keeping <laughs> up on it, but all right. All right. Let's so do it. three, two, one, we're going to say number one through 10. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one, three. Six. You're safe. <laughs> but that's one of the games we played all weekend. It was amazing. It's so much fun, guys. I thought you were going to guess six. I, I thought you were going to say now three. Now I'm not allowed to slam this beer. Well, I mean, you're still allowed to. You just uh, don't have to, you know, like... Mitchell had to bring a rock band guitar to a bar because <laughs> we guessed the same number, 1 through 25. But I gave him an out, made him chuck a whole glass of milk, so we're good. <laughs> but so, so uh, getting to the sports section that everyone's been patiently waiting for, there's been a crazy thing that's happened this weekend. Uh, 16 upset. Yes. The, the March Madness tournament did not disappoint, and it was, as it was described in its name madness yeah that's fucking insane for the first time in the history of this tournament which let me check how long it dates back to a 16 seed has upset a one seed and i had the one seed virginia winning the split six bracket we entered (laughs) (laughs) there's now one bracket that's still good there are actually there's like i think like 480 left in the world that are still good. No way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they'll wow. all be destroyed this weekend, you know. So yeah. I think Warren Buffett offers like a billion dollars to whoever fit gets a complete bracket and he just <laughs> never has to. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Warren Buffett. What a guy. Yeah, it, that was that was insane to me because if you listen to last week's podcast, I kept saying, well, we're going with the one seed because a, it's impossible for a 16th you, you seed did to say be, that. be the one seed. <laughs> it's never happened before. But I guess one of Virginia's players got hurt, and I wasn't aware of that because I don't follow college basketball that well. I just, you know, celebrate the madness of March. Yeah, you just see the numbers, and you just make your logical prediction. You right. take in the factor which team has the better colored jersey, you know, and the important things. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that's how you should do it because it's completely random as we saw from this weekend. Um, but yeah, congratulations to the USMBC. Yep. Um, though they lost their second game, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But their, that first game wasn't just like they won by like uh, one or two points. They destroyed them. Yeah. It was, it was wild. I was like surprised and upset because I'm going to lose a bunch of money. But <laughs> you know what? Uh, whatever. Um, other big upsets. There was wasn't there another big upset? Oh, Michigan State lost in the second yeah. round. Well, the Syracuse. Yep, to Syracuse and Michigan State was former President Barack Obama's pick to win the tournament. Really? Yep. Though doesn't matter because State was going to lose to Duke this weekend, even if they won. So you know, let's. What the important question is. Is State's coach Tom Izzo overrated? I think we can all say yes. The real question is, when do we decide if this guy needs to be fired? Because, you know, he's won a national championship with Michigan State, but I believe that was back in the year 2000, which was 17 years ago now. And he hasn't really done much since. I mean, I guess he's had some Final Four appearances. You know, normally he makes it at least to the Sweet 16, but... This is one of his most talented teams he's ever had. He has Miles Bridges and uh, I forget the other guy's name, but he's had two players that are going to be in the top 15 NBA drafts at, uh, draft picks and couldn't get it done. And apparently he can't handle his own defenses, which is what Syracuse did well against them. So, I don't know. I'd say consider firing him because you can probably get someone better. I mean, you can't just keep settling for mediocrity yeah but he's got the name he does have the name but meanwhile uh east of east lansing there's a city called ann arbor and boy oh boy did they have one of the most exciting things in the tournament happen to them (laughs) yeah i was watching that game you were watching it live uh yeah yeah i was at the bar uh, I was not watching it live. I only saw the replays in the morning because I was on Phoenix time and we were partying. Yeah, but- <laughs> that's it. Was like March Madness, like wrapped up into like one game. Exactly. Yeah, that's like one of the most exciting, probably one of the most exciting plays of the tournaments. Of of like not just this tournament, but multiple tournaments. Yeah. Can I say something controversial? Sure. I think Michigan should have lost. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that's that controversial. I mean, <laughs> they had a last-second bucket to win it, and they didn't play well both of these games, but they pulled them off. No, they they were playing, like, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Like, they were getting outplayed every possession, mm-hmm. and then the, for them to win by, like... It, was, it wasn't even, like a, like, a great shot. It was just, the like... The form it, looked terrible. <laughs> it, it looked ridiculous, and it goes in, and you're just like, holy fuck fucking shit that just happened like you're just excited that they won right yeah i'll take they are i mean that doesn't happen often or ever and michigan deserves it they played they played a pretty good season they they won the big 10 tournament and they beat michigan state and purdue two teams that were projected to beat them and then they come out with this excitingness and now imagine next week they have a pretty good shot to get to at least the final four but because they haven't played their best basketball yet. They've played two shitty games but prevailed through them. And congrats to Michigan. I I tend to call myself a state fan because I am. But you know, let's go Michigan, I guess. I don't know. I don't I don't go really blue. care that much, but uh go blue. 
happy for all you Michigan fans. For all you state fans, sorry, but you suck. We're more of a football school anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some other big upsets. I guess Nevada advanced a couple seeds and they shouldn't have. I was only know that because I was watching a Nevada game in Phoenix at a casino and there was a bunch of Nevada fans because Nevada's relatively close. But Nevada's moving on to Sweet 16. Um, Texas A&M is versing Michigan. They're in the Sweet 16. This is, from what I heard on the radio, probably their toughest opponent left until the Final Four because uh, Michigan doesn't do well against bigs, but I'm not going to dive into that because I don't know. Kentucky and Kansas State advance. They're playing each other. Who knows? Florida State and Gonzaga advance. And then Clemson against Kansas. Clemson is the, the team that beat Michigan. Don't know. Don't care. Villanova, Villanova, probably the favorite to win the tournament still versus West Virginia. Don't know. Don't care. Syracuse versus Duke. Duke was going to beat Michigan State if they played them anyway. And Duke is who I think will win the tournament. So we'll see. Duke's always kind of like a powerhouse for basketball. Right. I mean, they, they have – have they ever not been? Right. Okay, so – no, they, they, uh, Mike Krzyzewski is their head coach, mm. and he's pretty much a household name. Like, do you know that name? You heard that name? Nope. Close to a household name. He's almost there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's they're, they're like the probably one of the best schools in college basketball history because of Mike Krzyzewski. Uh, but I forgot to mention Loyola Chicago. So this is going to be the game to watch, really. Um, Loyola Chicago versus Nevada. Because they're the lowest seed left, I think. They're 11 seed. Um, let me quick check. But, yeah. So, they're the... Uh, oh, and Syracuse. But Syracuse is going to lose. <laughs> because Loyola Chicago plays Nevada, who is a 7 seed. So, we'll see. March Madness has been pretty exciting. Is there any, were there any other big upsets I'm forgetting? There probably were. There was another buzzer beater. I think it was Loyola Chicago. Who do they beat? They beat somebody. Oh, I can't remember. You just pull up the bracket. That's true, but I don't know how to do it. Okay. Well, uh, you open up a new tab, and then you well, use I don't want that uh, this amazing thing called Google. Shut the fuck up, brother. I'm going to use Yahoo because I'm a rebel. But uh, <laughs> fucking madman. Just stepping over Bing, going straight to Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because I have uh, their bra- the the split six podcast bracket entered it in a tournament. Where I don't even know if I I don't know if we got a single thing right so far. <laughs> Let's see. Who was on last week? Uh, Dave Jeremy was on last week. That's right. He uh, he predicted Michigan winning it all, right, or something like that. He wanted to keep picking them, but I stopped him after a while. Let's see. If, all right, so there was one other big upset that I'm thinking of. Oh, Buffalo beat Arizona. That was a big upset. Arizona was a four seed, but Buffalo killed Arizona, which was kind of crazy. I think Arizona has one of the uh, big team or one of the big time uh, NBA players coming out, but I'm not positive. I'm, I'm very sketchy in all this. Let's see. I think that might be it. That might have been what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, we're gonna have to move on because we don't know what we're talking about anyway. So, sports, NFL, free agency is a madness of its own. Oh boy, more sports. 
Yes, we have to keep talking about sports. Um, so before we get into the NFL free agency and everything that happened with there with the, all that nonsense, I forget what I talked about last week, but the Lions, we got to start with the hometown team, mm-hmm. have released Eric Ebron after four seasons of mediocre tight end play. And by mediocre tight end play, I mean average tight end play, but mediocre from a position of being drafted 10th overall in the NFL draft. When we passed on players like Odell Beckham Jr., Ryan Shazier, and Aaron Donald. Now, I know what you're thinking. Good riddance, Eric Ebron. We don't need you on our team anymore. But does he not make us better than Michael Roberts makes us and no other tight ends? Are we not going to sign anybody else? I mean, we signed a couple people today, like Luke Wilson from Seattle, Windsor native, and uh, somebody somebody named Sylvester. <laughs> we all, I know we signed today. Um, but <laughs> I don't understand this move. I don't get why we cut Eric Ebron and not sign a big free agent. Like, if if you cut him, because you, you, I get why you cut him if you're trying to save money, because you save 8.4 or something million dollars if you cut him. But what are you, you're just wasting that money if you're not using it to sign somebody better or even at a better at a different position. But I guess things could still shake out, but right now I don't get it. He's a better than average tight end. Yeah, he drops prop drops passes and yeah our entire fan base hates him but sometimes you got to say fuck the fans yeah my my input on this doesn't have very much weight because i don't know anything about him but it sounds like it's the principle of the matter i mean you choose this guy 10th overall yeah and you're expecting big things and he just pretty much gives you the middle finger in terms of performance Mm -hmm. just cut him loose yeah just have some self-respect I don't know. I mean, I mean, we'll we don't have to re-sign him. You know, we we could just have him play for this last season, and then he just walks loose naturally. Oh, so we cut him before his contract? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why I don't get it. Because I mean, I get it if we're trying to save money to sign a big name or a bunch of little names. I don't know, but we're not really doing that. So we'll see. I do tend to trust in the Lions GM Bob Quinn. Quinn and their new coach Matt Patricia because I'm big fans of them but I do not know what this does not make sense to me <laughs> so we will see so um I forget exactly what happened last week when I was uh recording this but Jarek McKinnon signed with the San Francisco 49ers he's being paid as a top running back when he has only been a backup in the last couple of years, backup to Adrian Peterson most of his career, and then recently Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. We'll see. 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo. They're one of the hottest young teams and a very popular pick to win their division for a dark horse to win their division. Um, okay, so Erica Braun did sign with the Indianapolis Colts um, for – a contract, I believe he makes less money than he made in, would have made in Detroit. So, you know, good luck, Indy. I tend to like Indy because I like Andrew Luck. But we'll see if he can actually play because his shoulder has been hurt for so long. Um, okay, Los Angeles Rams. They dealt for Aqib Tlaib, one of the best corners in the league, and probably, but I don't think it's official yet, but are probably going to sign Ndamukong Sue. Uh, though he is visiting with other teams, 
Namakatsu, you know, former lion. Yeah. One of the... He was at, like... One of the baddest huge, linemen. Yeah, he was, like, this, like, huge guy, and he was, like, really rough. He would step on people's necks. Yeah, he would... He would I mean, in Detroit, he liked to do shady things, and a, a little bit in Miami, too. But Miami cut him because he made too much money, and you can't win with a defensive tackle that makes that much money. But at the right price, Namakatsu could... Uh, turn up a team into like I I mean if the Rams have Dominican Sue and Aaron Donald on their team that's going to be scary like they're both defensive tackles they're going to be like what the Lions wanted Dominican Sue and Nick Fairley to be when they drafted Nick Fairley but Nick Fairley didn't turn out to be anything um okay let's see Sammy Watkins, former Rams and former Bills wide receiver, has signed with the Kansas City Chiefs for a pretty big deal, a three-year, $48 million deal. Uh, I like Sammy Watkins. A lot of people don't, but uh, I think he's great. He was drafted like fourth or in the top five overall when he came out. And, you know, playing with the Bills, he never really had a quarterback. Then he goes to the Rams, has a decent season. Now he's playing with young Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City alongside Tyreek Hill with the same team that has Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt. That team is stacked with weapons. Patrick Mahomes, if you are even a decent quarterback, you should be able to get it done because they're not going to be able to cover you guys because you can't cover Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins can stretch the field and no tight end in the league. Maybe besides Gronk is better than Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt. Like one of the, he might've been the number one fantasy running back, but he was top, at least top 10 in actual NFL running backs this year. So look out, look out AFC West. That team in Kansas city is scary and I'm going to go ahead and tell you they're going to win that division if Patrick Mahomes is anything. Okay, um, well, I, my list right now, this is a very terrible list on NFL free agents, so you're going to have to pardon my interruption. But, Jordan, how do you feel about those so far? About the, the Chiefs or the, the picks? Oh, about the uh, the free agent moves. Uh well Nick I very have <laughs> oh. I have very little opinion on this I know I know I'm, I'm sorry this hey you're no, going no to sh- you're going to shine in these other segments my friend let me tell you just got power through it <laughs> okay uh the Raiders made some big moves the Oakland Raiders they signed former Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson to a deal and basically he replaces Michael Crabtree who left them we'll talk about him in a second but. Jordy Nelson, aging wide receiver. Uh, you know, last year was kind of a down year for him, but before that, he was one of the best in the league. And, but you got to also factor in the fact that he was playing with the best quarterback in the league. So we'll see. Always been an underrated, underrated wide receiver because he's white, I think. A lot of it has to do with that because he's white. But he's always been consistent, big, a big touchdown monster. Derek Carr will need that. He's playing alongside Amari Cooper right now, who should be one of the best young receivers in the league, but hasn't performed as well. You know, could be going the route of Eric Brown, but without all the social issues. And by social issues, I mean social media issues. Um, uh, the Raiders also signed uh, Doug Martin of the Tampa Bay Bucks, who I like a lot. Um, telling you this right now, fantasy football players draft Doug Martin. I always do every year. It's been pretty much terrible every time, but this 
this year should be better because he's not with Tampa Bay. He's with a team that doesn't have much going behind him. And John Gruden is his head coach. I, I don't know if John Gruden's going to work out, but that offense now has Jordy Nelson, Amari Cooper, and Doug Martin going for it. That's pretty solid. It's up there with, uh, you know, that's funny because that's also up in the same division as the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs' weapons are much better. It's going to come down to Derek Carr versus Patrick Mahomes. You know what? I'm taking Patrick Mahomes, the rookie of last year. Now he's a sophomore, but never played a game. So we'll see. Go, Pat. Go, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> AJ McCarron went to the Bills. AJ McCarron was the backup quarterback from Cincinnati that I believe started like one game in the playoffs and lost it. But apparently he goes to the Bills and they think that's their guy. I think I say dumb move, AJ McCarron. You're not going to do much shit there, I don't think. Nate Soldier goes to the Giants. He is formerly from the Patriots. That's probably a pretty good move. The Giants are in good position as long as they don't fuck up their draft picks because they have the second overall pick. And Giants, let me tell you this. Do not draft Saquon Barkley. Draft a quarterback. Eli Manning is done. You cannot count on him anymore, and you cannot wait. If you see a guy you love, draft him. Saquon Barkley, I know, is a world-transcending talent at running back that's coming out of the draft. But you already have Odell Beckham Jr., and you just signed Jonathan Stewart, who is not as bad as everyone thinks he is. I'll tell you this, jo- Jonathan Stewart is better than fucking Isaiah Crowell, who I don't even know who he, who he signed with. I, mean, I think it was maybe the Jets. But get a quarterback. Forget about Saquon. He is, it's not your year to get him. Carlos Hyde has signed with, signed with the Browns which is probably dispelling all the rumors that they are going to be the ones that are going to draft Saquon Barkley. Now, I don't know how I feel about that. The Browns are someone who I wanted to draft Saquon Barkley, but they don't have a quarterback, and they signed Carlos Hyde. So, I mean, they have Tyrod Taylor, who they traded for from the Bills, but that is not an acceptable quarterback. You have to have a quarterback that is like one level above him if you want to have a chance at winning a Super Bowl. And you have the fourth pick overall also. So take a quarterback, Browns, and then if somehow Saquon Barkley is still there, don't hesitate to take him. Take him the fourth overall, and then your team is your, – your offense is set up because you also have Jarvis Landry, uh, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman – Whatever quarterback you want in Saquon Barkley, that offense is going to be... And, and, and Ninjoku, your t- young tight end you drafted last year. I don't know how people stop that offense. These offenses all sound so great when I'm putting them in my head. And it makes me wonder where the Lions are at. because. <laughs> so you're talking about the Browns, right? Yeah. So are the Browns like actually a legit team and they just like did really shitty? No. They're a really shitty team. They're, I mean, okay, so, I mean, even no matter what moves the Browns are going to make, you're not going to win anything next year. At most, you'll get to the playoffs and lose your first playoff game because well, no matter what you... Well, it's turnaround. I mean, it's all uphill from whatever, like, right. the losing season is. What I'm saying is their their team was better than an 0-16 record, but they didn't change their coach. And they left their head coach after going 0-16. Their, their coach is not capable of winning a Super Bowl. Because if you go 0-16, you're not capable of winning a Super Bowl unless you have, like, a Golden State Warriors-type team translated into football. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like the Golden State Warriors level quality. Like they don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter what coach they have. I mean, it's great that they have Steve Kerr. Right. I but... mean, you could coach the Golden State Warriors to the championship. I would love to. <laughs> It'd be easy. You wouldn't have to do anything. You sit and eat popcorn and like pick a player to pull it. Put it. I in. would be guaranteed courtside seats. Every right. game. That's all I would care about. They should really just have a contest for like one game a year. A fan gets the coach to the Golden State Warriors because it doesn't fucking matter. Oh though, though they are all hurt right now, and maybe their season is in jeopardy. But maybe, maybe we'll get to that. Teddy Bridgewater has moved to the Jets. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, former quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. Very promising season until he got injured running and almost had his leg amputated. Very serious injury, very scary injury. It's been like two years since he's from played. running. Yeah, it was like a non-contract injury. So, just from like, when, are you like saying he went out for a fucking jog? It was and... at practice, but thankfully okay. it was at practice because he almost had to have his leg amputated if the trainers didn't save him in time. But he was showing real promise before that, and it is better than Kirk Cousins if he's healthy. So. Could be a brilliant move by the Jets. I applaud it. I'm glad Teddy Bridgewater is no longer in the Lions division, and I would much rather have Kirk Cousins. So we'll see what happens. Best of luck to you, Teddy. Hope your leg is healed up. Um, Malcolm Butler went to the Titans. He's a former quarterback of the Patriots. You know, I don't know. We don't know why he didn't start in the Super Bowl, but maybe one day we'll learn. Jimmy Graham to the Packers. The Packers, our biggest rival as Lions fans, got the best tight end on the market. Kind of scary, but Aaron Rodgers has never used his tight ends. I would be hesitant to think that he's going to use the this tight end, even though he is Jimmy Graham and he was the cream of the crop of tight ends a few years ago. Well, I mean, did he have like Jimmy Graham level of tight ends before? He, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. Jimmy Graham level, but he had close to just under it with Michael Bennett. Or am I thinking of Michael Bennett? I think it's Michael, not Michael Bennett. It's the other Bennett brother. I forget his name right now. But yeah, he's had close to it, but not, and it didn't, didn't, nothing came of it. And he's all, everyone's always projecting Aaron Rodgers' tight ends to go off, but that's not how he likes to throw the ball. But maybe because Jordy Nelson is gone this is probably going to help because Jordan Nelson was a big target. So is Jimmy Graham and uh, Devonta Adams and Randall Cobb are not the same type of receivers as like, I don't think they have the height that J- that uh, Jimmy Graham and Jordy Nelson had. So, you know, maybe, but I'm not that afraid of this signing. Sam Bradford went to the Cardinals. Good luck with his knees, but he's better than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins goes to the Vikings. I think I talked about this last week, but Kirk Cousins, I think sucks. You guys can all at me at that because he's a garbage man. Uh, no one cares about these guys. Let's see. Okay. Um, the Bears signed Allen Robinson, um, a receiver out of Jacksonville, probably the best receiver on the market. Um, that's kind of scary if the Bears decide to be a good team. Uh, it depend, all depends on Mitch Trubisky. You know, Allen Robinson going there is definitely an upgrade because they, they're, they're one of the teams that don't have a wide receiver. Like they have Kevin White, some rookie they drafted for a, or a, a while ago who's just been hurt every year. But, you know, 
We'll see, Bears. It all depends on Mitch Trubisky anyway. Uh, the Vi- or the Broncos signed Case Keenum. Terrible move, in my opinion. Case Keenum had, like, one lucky year in Minnesota. Um, unless Jeff Fisher truly is the worst coach of all time. But you got you got to remember, Case Keenum also played in Houston, too. This is, I don't know. I don't know what the Broncos are doing. They need to just, like, legitimately trade up and get a quarterback or pay for a real quarterback. Because Case Keenum is not a real quarterback and will not emulate the season he had last year, which did not result in a Super Bowl win and got very lucky to even winning a playoff game behind one of the best defenses in the league, even though the Broncos also have one of the best defenses in the league. Um, other notable signings, Michael Crabtree went to the Ravens, which is good for the Ravens because they really don't have any wide receivers. Don't know if Michael Crabtree's going to change it that much, but maybe a fantasy impact, you know, Michael Crabtree's going to be a solid get, probably finish similarly to where he did last year because he did pretty well with the Raiders. Um, um, I don't know if I can think of anything else that happened. You got anything? Sorry for talking so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, hey, man, when you got the input, and I don't have at it. Uh, but are you talking about in sports in general? or you still Yeah, go ahead. Talk about anything else. We're done with free agency. All right. Um, sports. Uh, sports. Sports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's going on in basketball? In basketball. Um, so for what I had just learned, Cavaliers are still struggling. Pistons just won their second game in a row for the first time in like a couple months. <laughs> there uh, we go. Uh, there we go. The Pistons. bad boys are back. The Pistons are. Oh, actually, the Pistons. There's a rumor coming out that the Pistons hiring Chauncey Billups as their GM after they fire Stan I'll take Van. It. Yeah, I say. I say go for it. We can't get worse than we are now. We're just permanently stuck in the middle and that's the worst place to be in all of our all of our teams in detroit are permanently not permanently but they're all in the middle right now which is the worst place besides the tigers they're like at the bottom which is good for them yeah how's uh peter griffin work now peter griffin blake griffin oh <laughs> uh not good um we have he's he's probably our best player and he's hasn't been an all-star since 2013 and he has Derek Rose has played more games than him since 2013. Kind of embarrassing. Um, Stanley J- or Reggie Jackson is coming back. We'll see if we win games. Blah blah blah. Beer number two. Entertainment. All right. I think this is the first time in a couple weeks that I didn't finish a beer before it got to the segment. It's probably because I had to do all the talking for that, Jordan. You're welcome. I'll pick it up. All right, your turn to do all the talking, Jordan. What are we talking about? Um, well, we could talk about movies, video games. Uh, I don't mind talking about music, but hey, man. Um, last week you guys were talking about Annihilation. Yes. All right, everybody. If you have not seen, you, is that out on Netflix yet? Yeah, okay. So, the, um, they didn't have faith in a global release, so they released it on Netflix everywhere but the U.S. Oh, really? So. You could go just get a VPN, change your, uh, like for another country, and then uh-huh. just load up Netflix under that, and then you can watch it. So you can't watch it here yet. 
Not okay. If you were just going off your standard internet connection with no yeah. alteration, no, you would not, because you would be under a U.S. like network connection. All right, we're gonna save that for the last part of the entertainment section. Then. All right, we'll save and it. And we're going then. Keep in mind, do you really excited for us to spoil the shit out of Annihilation and just take a deep dive into it? Skip ahead about 15, 20, 20 minutes. All right. Um. So last week we also talked about. Uh, Super Smash Brothers, and yeah. you're, you were one of the people I grew up playing Super Smash Brothers with. Oh, yeah, with. for sure. Long history of that. So, are you excited or what? Uh, so, I'm a little confused. Is this, It's been so short since the last release, right? It's been like, what, like just two, And by three short, years? he means 2000, oh, is it 2014? Probably. But it's just like we're it's used not, to a not, decade gap. Yeah, we're used to like a whole like eight to ten years in between these releases. We're going reverse George R. R. Martin on this one. It makes, I mean, I get, it makes sense because it takes about like three to four years to make a, a full fledged mm-hmm. game, and it's been about three to four years. <laughs> so we get one. I per guess console, is it so. is it a, is it a port? Is it no? A, like a, it's a whole new game. I believe so. If it was a port, it would have, I think, been specified. And it wouldn't have just said Super Smash Brothers. It would have said Super Smash Brothers 4 Wii U and had the same yeah. logo, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, it is tradition for Nintendo to make one for each console. Yeah. And here's the thing the Switch came out faster than any of the other consoles compared to the previous one. It's true. One. The Wii U's lifespan was like, 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 just very a short. Snaps. And I still have my Wii U and I still love my Wii U. But honestly. Oh. The, like the Wii U was just like poorly marketed, and yeah. it just it just didn't have the the spot in the market for it. I mean, people right. were like thinking it was a peripheral sale, like three years into its mm-hmm. launch. But it tried Switch, to change the the Wii when the Wii didn't need to be changed, and it needed to be changed like drastically. You know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think they didn't change it enough. But with right. the Switch making that portable, that's yeah. such like. Uh, an interesting idea for people. Like right. it's their fastest selling console since the Wii. You got a Switch? No, I got I, one. Man. I want love one. it. I want one. I see people on like fly on airplanes an airplane. playing yeah, it. Yeah, so I was saying yeah. like, I played Mario all the way to Phoenix last week. It's like a full fledged game too. Mm-hmm. It's not like some like crazy version. The thing that I don't understand about the Switch is that. I take it out of its thing, and it's just like this big of a thing, and I'm holding up like a little rectangle that's like three by three by six inches, and it powers all these games that are. I mean, I don't. They look like every Nintendo game, but I'm, I haven't played the complicated games, but I'm sure they can handle them because they will be eventually handling games like Call of Duty mm-hmm. and Super Smash Brothers and whatnot. Not that that's a complicated game, but. You know, I don't know. I don't understand how the computing power is in that little tiny tablet. Goddamn Japanese engineering. That's how. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it either. Like, I take apart my PC, and then, like, you see the graphics card itself. Just one piece, one component of this computer. Uh-huh. It's the size of the entire fucking system. Right. Yeah. And that's just one element of it. And I know. Like that, there's, like, there's still cooling. There's the CPU. There's all these other elements that... Are they crammed down? Yeah, they literally, they literally charge screen. charge the Joy-Con controllers just by hooking them up to the side of the Switch. It's just, I don't know, it's so convenient. I really love my Switch. Um, We're living in the future. Yeah, I take it. I can just take it out, take it anywhere. I left my goddamn Pro controller over in Phoenix, so had to wait for Mitchell to 
bring it back to me, or I might just buy a new one and just have two when he gets back. You know, like, he can mm-hmm. ship it, <laughs> right? I've been, I've been playing, well, he, he comes back home in a month yeah, for, for a mean, wedding. It depends how often you use it. Well, I, the thing is, I don't have to use it because I can use the Joy-Cons. Yeah, you're good. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. Oh, we, yeah. me, Mitchell, and hey, Dylan have been on, playing on uh, Switch. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. nice. It just got released. They just came out with an update. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I play with against other consoles now? No, it's oh. like their seasonal update, like the spring. What, what changed? There's just new skins. Uh, they're coming oh. out the tournament mode next week. Oh sweet. Yeah, so you like you can just host a tournament. And just like your friends are in there, and then like randos Damn. can join in there. Dude, get a teams. switch. Get a switch. They are really, really fighting to have cross console play full because right now you can do private matches between. So, like, I could create a match, uh, like on a private server, invite you to it, and you can join it. Even when you're. Yes. Even when you're uh, cross a console. Cross console. Wait, this can already happen? Yeah, this has oh, been that's there since so day sick. one. Yeah, but you only can do like within that game. You can't like just go can't have do, a party. Yeah. You can't go matchmaking. Mm-hmm. That's the part that people are fighting for. But it is pretty cool that I can play with a friend who has it on Xbox while I have it on PC. But we're only like doing like two v twos by so, ourselves. So like I could get with all my like. So I have a few friends that have it like on Xbox or PC. I can play with them on the Switch. Yeah, me and you can play. Me oh, and you dude, can play. We, we can, can do play games. Matches. Oh my god! If you're listening to this right now and you have uh, Rocket League on the Switch or any other console, let's let's start a thing. We'll, we can name the party the Split tournament. Six Podcast. We can party. totally do tournament. Split Six tournament. Split Six tournament. We're coming up, guys. Pay attention to details. We'll bring it. We'll bring it to light. <laughs> We're going Twitch. Let's go like uh, live streaming. Yeah, yeah, dude. That'd be sweet. I'm. So ready for that. I, though I'm not that good at that game, but... <laughs> it's a learning curve. Uh, you, you see that Kirby came out? I know you don't have a Switch yet, but... Wait, a new Kirby game came out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks just like the one for Super Nintendo. Oh, so they went, like, kind of... Is it, like, like, uh, the one sprites, where you can, like, like uh, pixel graphics? Like, 32? No, it's, like, it's like great graphics, but it's a 2G, 2D platformer. But, like, do you remember the one from Super Nintendo where you're, you can make your helper? Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of like play style gameplay. I, that's what I think. It's what it looks like. But it looks like you can do it with four different helpers. Or do you do you remember Kirby for the sixty four? Uh, Air Ride. Wait, no, uh, no, no. That's GameCube, man. Uh, no, I don't know if I ever played Kirby for the sixty four. Actually, it was like uh, in the Crystal Shards or something. Okay. And you could like combine powers. Oh, I never played that. Never. You played could that. like swallow fire and like explosive, and you could get like rockets. That shoot uh-huh. out and you can control them. Uh, it just like mix and match. There was electric. There was, I don't know, man. It was, it was just so many different variations. And I, I would hope that they would go back to those roots, because that was one of the best Kirby games. Well, I mean, no, nothing beats the all Kirby All Stars. I just want to make that's that the clear. one I'm talking about, right? I know. Yeah, that's the one you're talking about. The uh, one for the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can pull that up. I well, actually want to pull up the. Kirby, you're talking about. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure this one is going to be just like the one for the Super Nintendo, because it the, they have like literally all the same helper people looking people, and it just there's like four people going. It's a I think it's a four player co op game, which is extremely rare in terms of games. Like, 
I love I love co-op games. Or at least they used to be rare. I don't know if they are anymore. You gave me a look. Simultaneous co- like uh the uh, the Mario games they they came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, Mario 3DS Land. Yeah, yeah. Or not 3DS Land, just 3D Land. That that one was one of my favorite Mario's that ever came out. It was good. I I one did for the like Wii that. U, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I one of yeah like that four player co op that couch co op. You know, you just everyone sits down and can just play mm-hmm. a game. One First, of my favorite games of all times is Little Big Planet. I've, I haven't played that because I don't. I've never owned a PlayStation. It's a great game. I've only owned. Well, I mean, I have had a PlayStation in my youth, but never personally owned a PlayStation. I think the the first one came out on PS3. Yeah, it was past my time. I've only owned Nintendo. I've been pretty loyal for not really a good reason, just because I like like it. (laughs) Well, I mean, like the games that you care about are only going to be coming out on Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Like Smash Bros, Mario Kart, Mm -hmm. um, just any Mario game. You know, Mario Odyssey. Have you pl- you haven't played that yet? Have you? No, no. I hear that's like probably one of the best games to come out in like the past like like five plus years. Yeah. Do you, did you like Mario sixty four? I love Mario sixty four, well, and I I think Mario Sunshine's even better. And then I think Mario Galaxy is even one one upset. Nintendo knows what to do with platformers. They yeah. invented the genre, you know. Like yeah. Mario sixty four was the very first three D platformer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's. There are so many callbacks to Mario 64 in this game that you're just going to love it. I don't want to even spoil it. For you. Like, <laughs> is this is, a game is the I penguin like pissed it. off that you keep throwing its baby off the cliff? <laughs> I I wouldn't go. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I there are like a thousand stars to catch in that game, and things change once you get more stars. So I don't know. And by stars, I mean moons. They're moons in that game. <laughs> I am tempted every time I see a switch to buy one. You do it. I mean, if how you, much is if, it? Is if it three hundred bucks? It, do it, yeah. I still have to do my taxes. Maybe that's what I'll spend it on. Yeah, you should. I mean, I don't know. I say do it, especially because the Nintendo games you can get on a Switch, you can't really get anywhere else. Like, no, you can't. When you're debating between Xbox and PS3, you can get most of those games on either system. Yeah, I right? mean, like I, I play PC primarily, so if, oh, okay. If something comes out, I want to try it out, like. You know, download it illegally. You know, it's free. Hey, just test it out. If I like it, I do this every time. If I do like it, I buy it. Yeah. And I can't do that for Nintendo. I mean, I could play it at a friend's house and be like, oh, this is really fun, but I don't have the system. Right, because you can't. Like, even if you could download it illegally, you can't use, like, the Joy-Con powers, you know, like, the motion sensor shit, right? Uh, no, you could. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, like, there's a... Uh... Dude, you see Nintendo Labo? No, I don't, I don't think that? you could do that. What is Nintendo Labo? Oh, well, it's like, it's unbelievable, this thing that I saw. Like, it's, they, they use the controllers, and one of the controllers on the Switch, the Joy-Cons, has, like, this little sensor on the bottom that mm-hmm. isn't really used in any game yet. But you, like, put it into these things that you build out of cardboard. Oh, yeah, okay, the cardboard things. Yeah. And they charge, like, like $80 for this set? Is that out yet? I don't know if it's out, but I know the prices are out, and it's uh-huh. like eighty plus dollars for cardboard pieces. Yeah, and yeah, and they're gonna make, they're gonna, it, people are going to buy this because you can play the piano literally on it, and it, and it's accurate to the notes because of the sensor on the bottom of the Joy Cons. But is there a response of like pressing a key or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. Huh? 
and like there's other games you can like that's just that's just one of the games nintendo is like five steps ahead of everyone like what they're inventing now is like what my childhood was with nino and vince but in front of a tv yeah like you know without (laughs) my imagination like they're taking imagination out of it which sounds sad but but they're living it yeah i mean they're gonna make a bunch of money I would st- still say invest in Nintendo stocks. Once the Labo comes more mainstream, that's going to be like every kid's fantasy is just like getting this thing in the mail. And they have to build them too. So, you know, you're still learning. Yeah, no, the, like I, I actually I love the concept behind it, but it's a price point that's like, it seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, well, you got to be upper middle class or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. One percenters. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking one percenters. Uh, Stealing all our cardboard. <laughs> yeah, you know, or just make them yourself and, like, hack a system. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, but uh, any other video games you're playing? Um, Games, okay, so I've been really bad about buying new games. Or, like, good about, like, keeping myself from buying new games, however you want to look at that. <laughs> I've been playing uh, Rocket League. That's always in my rotation. Oh, you've been playing that for a couple of years now. Then. Ever since it came out. Uh, nice. Yeah, ever since the, it came out on PlayStation 4 for free, I, I downloaded it on a whim, and it was like, holy shit. This is really yeah, good. I'm st- I'm still struggling with how to fly in that game. but Yeah. Uh, and people are uh, me mean too. to me online. Me too. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I am struggling to do things that people mm. are just like ri- ridiculous at. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I I feel like I hit my ceiling, but I I don't play the game enough, honestly, to yeah like really claim that. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game I've been playing is uh, Divinity: Original Sin Two. Never heard of it. It's uh it's it's an RPG. Okay. Uh, imagine like the you ever hear like ever play Diablo? Is it on Nintendo? Well, now it is actually. I saw it on the, on the probably is Diablo three has been on like every system now. No, I haven't. Uh, but it's got like a camera similar to like how Diablo works. It's uh, okay. it's called um, like an isometric view, and you can rotate around, zoom in a little bit here and there. It's, yeah, but it's super well voice acted. All the stories and quest lines were really expansive. And the what coolest part about it is it is, an RPG? Yeah, it's a total RPG. Okay. It's like kind of like a classic RPG with like a pretty unique like combat system. I I think a game called XCOM has okay. a similar combat system. So, so wait, when I before, let me stop you there before yeah. just so we can all understand. Um so when I think of RPG, I think of Pokémon. Okay, so that's a turn-based RPG and okay. it actually is turn-based. But um, uh, imagine and instead of it being uh, just like you're standing in one place and you're just choosing a move and then you uh-huh. would do the attack, which you still do in this game, but you also have movement, a 3D space to move around. So Interesting. I never thought of an RPG like this before, actually. Yeah. You should totally like check out maybe a demo or something or look Wait, up some gameplay videos. Uh, what's that game on the SNES that's an rpg but i can actually move around when things are going on um uh, gosh i i forget the name of it is it is it like action real time it's not fire or is emblem it, is it turn base it's like action real time but it's uh, like but it's on the super nintendo classic is that on super nintendo or game boy advance because i think i mean it's on that is it advance war similar to that 
I thought Advancorus is more more turn turn based. You know, like all right, so like I would say, su- like the what's the Super Mario one? The, Super Mario RPG. Yeah, that's that's completely turn based, right? That's just straightforward, like Pokemon, Final yeah. Fantasy. Right, that's what I imagine all RPGs are. So what you're describing, I'm have a hard time wrapping my head around. Well, RPGs it stands for role play game. Yeah. So it's. Uh, that's what I thought that you can meant. argue that like adventure games nowadays are RPGs, but it's essentially if you have stats and you level them, okay, and then you have armor or whatever the gear that you upgrade, those are uh, traits of an RPG, and that's oh, how okay. people classify that. This has a this like what you remember the turn based stuff, but imagine like you can. Uh, like okay, so you have like points that you spend. I remembered it. Hold on, Secret of Mana. Oh, Secret of Mana. Yeah, that that combat was uh, still like in real time. It wasn't turn based. So that was an RPG. It was an RPG, totally an RPG. Oh, it was. it was one of the very first ones, and it was actually one of the first ones with co op. Like okay, like first games ever with like that co op feature to it. Oh, it's, so it was wait. an awesome game. Do you have it on the, like, the yeah? Super, it's on, it's SNES on the, Mini. It's on the SNES Classic. Yeah. I couldn't figure out how to get to be two player, but we can play later. <laughs> I'll put, I'm down. I mean, we can just actually. I'll be down to play Kirby more. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll get back to Kirby, man. Um, but Fucking good wait, memories with that. So, so would I be correct in saying Metroid is an RPG then? Because you upgrade armor. Yeah. You don't have levels though, and it's uh, it's an adventure game. It's okay. it's a side scrolling adventure game. Uh, it's mm. it's it's. It's unique in that regard because typically side scrollers are just you move to the right and they're just called side scroller platformers so like mega man yeah yeah and mega Favorite man game of all time yeah mega, mega, man <laughs> mega man does have a lot of upward movement but it's essentially to its core move to the right yeah because you, you can't i uh, know you can go back never mind metroid you run into like an area that you can't get past and then you get an upgrade later on and then you can get a rocket that can blow open this rock that's blocking mm-hmm. your path so that's an rpg that what's an ar- adventure game oh it's an adventure game yeah like legend of zelda all those games are adventures even oh. though it's like uh you have gear now in the latest one it that one's a i don't know if that one's an rpg or not honestly but there's no levels other than like your heart pieces you just get more uh-huh. hearts i think that one actually is an rpg but honestly it's like calling a tomato a fruit does it fucking matter <laughs> yeah i mean i really i really just thought rpgs were just like pokemon yeah pokemon's traditional the great, RPG. greatest rpg yeah those are jrpgs typically the ones with the turn-based system does jrpg stand for junior rpg no uh japanese oh okay. japanese rpg and then like western rpgs that's going to be like skyrim mass effect Oh, uh, shit, Dragon I never Age. thought of Skyrim as an RPG. Oh, Skyrim's a huge RPG. I've it's watched like, somebody play it once. Oh, okay. It's coming out, well, I, <laughs> it's coming out for it. the Switch, man. Is it? Yeah. Then I will fucking get that shit. You should get it. I mean, honestly, if you've never played Skyrim, uh, it's an experience. Yeah, if I, if I really play Skyrim, I probably have no business talking about uh, video games. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're just a Nintendo boy. 
I'm just a Nintendo boy, guys. Give me some Game Mario. <laughs> give me some Kirby. And I can't wait for the new Yoshi game that's going to come out soon. Oh, there's a new Yoshi game? See, yeah. look at That's the thing about Nintendo. They have that spot in your heart. Right. Oh, wait. We should talk about Annihilation. Oh, yep. Yeah, we have... Yeah. All right, guys. We have about, looks like, seven minutes left or so. Perfect. perfect. Uh, left of this segment. So if you want to skip ahead, skip ahead to... Uh, it's not going to tell me, but skip ahead to like one minute and five or <laughs> one hour and five. Or just listen to it. I mean, we've got seven minutes. All right. So skip another- ahead seven minutes, one minute and five seconds. Let's do the politics. Section. All right. So what'd you think? I thought Annihilation. Okay. So Annihilation uh, came out from the same dude who produced Ex Machina, which is correct. Ex Machina, I thought was one of the best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. It was it was incredible, and this I think is even one up that. Yep, I think I think this is everything I echoed on the last podcast. So if not, I echoed it in my heart. What about <laughs> Annihilation? Yeah, I, I said like, okay because I, I I I know it was by the guy from Ex right. Machina. Okay, okay. I so loved Ex we got the groundwork done. We're gonna assume everyone's a returning fan. Uh, I thought this movie like just went above and beyond in terms of my expectations for it. It took such a unique concept. I mean, it's based off a book. Did you know that? I did. Yeah. The, the Southern reach trilogies. I didn't know it was a trilogy. Oh, it is a trilogy. Love trilogies. Yeah. And apparently none of them had names in the book. So so her having a name was kind of a big deal. Controversial people were questioning it, but a lot of good things. They really expanded on ideas uh, from what I hear, um, one scene in particular uh, is something that's going to stick with me probably the rest of my fucking life because it was so horrifying. Was that fucking bear? I knew that was going to be what you said. That bear scene is probably one of the best and worst scenes in cinematic history. I loved it. It was horrifying and it was amazing. Like, the idea behind a wolf-bear thing with half its skull showing that, like, embodies the vocalization of the person he killed because of its DNA morphing so yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, on so many levels, it's just such a brilliant idea. And that's not even in the book. Oh, no? No. That's a complete unique thing to the movie. That's why the movie uh, expands on ideas. They, like... Because there was like idea of uh, a creature oh. making noises that the person had, or the plants that it was like unknown what was making it, but they could hear her screams throughout like their travel. Yeah, and the shimmer. Dude, dude, imagine. I don't know if the I'm. I don't know if the writer took it this way, but the way you just said it to me made me think of this. Yeah. What if the writer just kept expanding on the ideas of everything, like. Like like how the the shimmer did to the DNA, like it just kept evolving. And it, I, have you read the books? No, no, I haven't. I, I'm gonna get them on Audible. I got a couple credits in use, man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like, what if like, cause like the big part of the storyline is that in the shade the shimmer, the DNA expands upon itself and everything around it, and you know creates, uh, I don't know, different strands of DNA based on that. You know, what if the writer tried to do that and emulate that with its with uh he was a co he was a co-writer i mean the director uh, who did ex machina was also the writer for the movie it was him and the the author of the books collaborating together 
So I, I think that actually might have been something he might have had input on, and then the guy agreed. I, I don't know the origin of that. But the point is, great fucking point to have. And the imagery in that movie throughout was just, uh, like, honestly, it stayed consistent with that bear scene. It just, the bear scene yeah. was kind of like the peak of all that. Yeah. Remember that, uh, the scene in the pool? Uh, with the, the, the fungus that overgrew and took over that guy's body and the guy who had, the, like, the intestines and all that, and the, the Ouroboros oh, yeah. tattoo. Wait, so you're talking about the scene in the empty pool, right? Yeah, the empty pool. Okay. Yeah, that was horrifying in itself. I, I mean, right. I've never seen something so, like, colorful and beautiful mm. and scary all at once. It's just, like, such unique imagery that you don't see in anything else. Right. No other film has really captured that. You know, I, I the last podcast when I was telling Dave about it, I related to my love for the show Lost mm-hmm. because I st- and I still feel that way because just that whole anticipation of wonder going up into like them going into the shimmer and then experiencing things in the shimmer, like it's just like you don't know what's gonna happen and you you're just so excited to find out and when you don't find out it's not that big of a deal because what you saw was rewarding enough. Yeah. In Lost, it was, uh, I don't want to go off on a Lost tangent because we'll honestly get lost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I could talk about Lost for, for like hours. Uh, but the first few seasons built up so much mystery and wonder. Right. I, I, I mean, like, Imagine doing that all in 30 minutes of that yeah, movie. Yeah, I think Annihilation had a, a better opportunity to invoke those ideas because mm-hmm. they have an explanation that is just so nonsensical. Uh, I mean, well, it made it was a ridiculous ex- explanation that DNA was just being rewritten all over yeah. because of this new pr- alien presence that landed. And that's another thing I liked about it is that it's this meteor from space or this life forms of space just hits Earth and it's essentially like antimatter. Yeah. Which is actually where the name of the movie comes from. Uh, wait, like, wait, hold on. I, I actually, sorry to stop you. I didn't really understand the ending. And I liked that I didn't understand the ending. Oh, okay. So Natalie Portman uh, runs into the alien presence. And it's this super psychedelic power of like, that's just this mass. It's just energy. And it's essentially, I guess, it's a representation of antimatter. And by the way, if you guys go see this movie, go to the theaters. It is one of the like the most like psychedelic experiences that you will have off of drugs. I mean, it's mainly because of the sound and visuals. A lot of hmm. movie theaters, their speakers blew out during that scene. And they had really? to stop the movie. Oh, I did like Yeah, I saw it in like the smallest theater in a movie theater, so I think it wasn't represented well. Where'd you go, Phoenix? I went to Imagine. Imagine? Oh, okay. So they but just like had their, a small their little, theater. They had like yeah, it was like the, their like last the, showing of it before they yeah. took it off. Makes sense. But anyways, we got uh, uh, like a minute or two left. Okay. Um, so, anyways, explain the ending really quick. So uh, it's essentially the opposite of what they are and it's like it has no purpose i mean it's just literally just existing and it's just like the opposite of matter antimatter and that's uh where the name of the movie comes from is when uh because the phrase or the terminology for when antimatter meets matter and they collide is called yeah. annihilate and interesting 
and that's where annihilation comes from. I haven't heard that ex- uh, that written anywhere. I that's just something I've heard before, and I'm just coming to that conclusion. So yeah, because when matter means antimatter, it's just an explosion. I mean, yeah, it's just like annihilation is the name of the movie. I thought that mm-hmm. was like just like a clever way of them having that. And Natalie Portman is the original Natalie Portman, but her eyes are glowing at the end. People keep saying that she was alien, but clearly she had the alien kill itself so why did her eyes glow at the end because her dna has been changed in the whole movie okay her husband killed herself because he <laughs> he, he saw so that, some so, shit so the husband is just someone different oh yeah oscar isaac is a clone yeah he's he's uh the alien stuff for sure the mm-hmm. original one is dead you know what it makes me think of yeah the season finale of rick and morty season three where Beth doesn't know if she's a clone or not and i feel like that's what i what natalie <laughs> portman's going through right there yeah, I feel like it's more like uh, Rick and Morty uh, when they leave uh, Universe C-137 and they come back and like because other ones died and they just live in that new universe. It's more like that. So you think Natalie Portman's from a different universe and came into this one? No, no, not like the <laughs> exact explanation, but the feeling behind it. Well, while we're leaving out in this segment and getting into the next mail drops, why the fuck hasn't Rick and Morty been renewed for season four yet? It's their most popular show on Adult Swim in the history like of the entire channel. It's going to get renewed. And if it doesn't, it's solely because of the writer, uh, Dan Harmon, just not willing to meet up those expectations. Fear number three, politics. Oh, the president grabbed me. Finish my beer that time, Jordan. Thanks for talking more. I didn't finish my that's got to open these other ones, everybody. If you're just joining us now because you haven't watched the film Annihilation, boy, did you miss a synopsis and a uh, dissection of that film. Let's do a live watching of that movie. Or actually, just <laughs> go on Netflix. Let's watch it. <laughs> um, all right, guys. We're on to the political segment of this podcast, the pod, or the part of the podcast everyone uh, is always excited for. I'm actually excited for this one. Jordan, where do you want to start? I don't know where to start. Do we go in chronological order? I think that might be best. Or do we just talk about like what is the most pressing? I don't or know. Or depressing. I don't know. I always drink a bunch of beers before this this part because it's hard for me to articulate what I feel in my head during the week. All right. Well, let's just go over a quick run through of what we missed last week. Uh, so Trump fired his Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson. Yep, he did do that. And then, Sexy Rex is gone. And then when Rex was on his way out, he pretty much... Or he, he's still working until the end of the month. But he's uh, he's also at least being vocal about like the assassination attempts on uh, former Russian spies. Okay. That's something I actually don't know if I've heard about. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, also, he said so it's know, pretty been... much like guaranteed that the... Russians are doing it, like, Which, or, like you're talking about the one from Great Britain, right? Yeah, yeah, those attempts. They were the, like former Russian spies, mm-hmm. and then they like switched over. And they like just, used like, like some life. kind of a what nerve it, toxin that is only found in Nolan native towards to, to Russia, which is similar to a previous assassination, successful assassination attempt that they did on somebody else that had ties to Russia that was found with a nuclear agent that's only found in Russia. Yeah, and it's essentially a calling card. It's like they want to be known about it. 
I mean, they they've killed. Oh, geez, it sounds like they might be gangsters or something. Like they're leaving That's dead a horse heads. Mafia. It's a global mafia, and I don't know, man. They have something on Trump because Trump's not saying anything about it, and his Secretary of State, who has also been granted the the Medal of Friendship, I believe it's called. Rex Tillerson has been granted by <laughs> Vladimir Putin, like put over his head by Vladimir Putin, the the Medal of Friendship. Uh huh. And he's saying, yeah, Russia fucking did it. And that's pretty much like all that has to be said. And Trump won't say anything about it. And then, yeah, it, they have to have something on him. I mean, why? Why? What what benefit does he have? I mean, he might have debt. I think it's just debt because his company is just this all name brand and like selling stuff off and well if i could under the guise of the trump for a moment step into fantasy land and relate this to the other aspect that's going on in our country right now in regards to our president and in regards to stormy daniels and the other people that are coming out against him so stormy daniels uh she's coming out against trump and she wants to break her nda that trump did not sign uh which is a non-disclosure agreement mm-hmm. to talk about her affair that she had with Trump. And she would not be doing all this uh, without, or it, if she was doing all this without any evidence herself of their affair, then Trump would not have signed an NDA and Trump would not be, or he would be very vocal about this being a witch hunt for him as he has been about the Mueller investigation, Mueller investigation. But Trump's silence just all he's done is deny it. And the fact that Stormy Daniels keeps coming out stronger and stronger in favor of it because she realizes, first of all, no matter how much money she signed on the NDA that she could get, the fact that there, there is an NDA. I mean, Trump's lawyer admitted <laughs> to it. I mean, so there's a non-disclosure agreement that she can't say anything about the affair that Trump allegedly had while Baron Trump was in the womb of Melania Trump. So, you know, that just that that's something we have to set aside because of how much other fucked up shit's going on. But can you imagine Obama or any other president doing this thing? I mean, Bill Clinton got a blowjob in the White House, and everyone freaked out for a long time. Donald Trump has had affairs upon affairs upon affairs, and you know, there's just so much other shit. Bill going Clinton on. got his dick sucked for free, though. He didn't yeah, have to pay two hundred right. grand for it. <laughs> so. In regards to Stormy Daniels allegedly most likely having an affair with Trump, there are other women coming out too. Because, you know, coming honestly, guys, even Trump supporters, I don't think that anyone, even, I mean, honestly, I don't think any Trump supporter thinks that Donald Trump didn't have an affair and hasn't had affairs. I don't, I don't, I truly don't believe that they even give a shit. If that you're 35%, a man, they're unwavering. They won't change. Yeah. I don't, like there's nothing that he can do or say to change their mind. Oh, there is. Like what? You could support Black Lives Matter. <laughs> they, I, mean, I swear to God, that would hurt his career more than him having an affair or killing somebody. You know, like he said himself, like he could just change the, his the racist aspects of his campaigns, and it would he would lose. That's, I mean, I get why he has to do this because that's yeah. the people who follow him. 
That's how yeah. the Republican Party has well, changed. And that's how the Democratic Party has changed in regards to other things, like switching more towards a progressive landscape, like that of which Bernie Sanders has set out. You know, things are going through changes, and we're going to see who prevails. But yeah, one's one's less evil than the other, and I'm still sticking to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I sorry, mean, I didn't it, get to my point before. Before. Oh you, yeah, go you, on, go on. In relation to what Russia has upon Trump, has on Trump. I'm certain that they probably do have these P tapes of Trump somewhere because it's something. It's got to be something that Trump would not be, or that w- Trump would be afraid to admit. Either all right, so maybe it is the legal thing or like the money money things, but I don't know if that's totally illegal for his business to borrow money from Russia. I don't think it is. I. I and you can tell me because before before he was elected president, if he would have taken out loans from Russia, that would be the only reason he doesn't take his tax returns back because his tax returns are, you know, sent to the U.S. government, and if something nefarious was going on, they would have you know, audited him and well, they did audit him and then they could arrest him for or whatever. But if it's just that, then that's just a tie to Russia. But maybe, maybe, those the steel dios steel dossier. Is true, and there is video of Trump's dick peeing on fucking Russian strippers or something, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's a very petty guy. If I honestly like, I if it exists or not, it doesn't matter. It's something enough for him to say, uh, like anything he can or not say. I should say about not say anything negative about Russia. I mean, there is plenty he, negative to say about Russia. There's so much negative. I mean, the come when it, whether it's assassination attempts, whether it's uh, shady like you don't, dealings. Maybe we should clarify this. Not Russia. Putin. Purely Putin. 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 Like the dude's gonna go down in history as the baddest motherfucker of our time. Yeah. Like literally mm. bad. Like he is straight textbook evil. Yeah. No, he is. I mean. Like the election was just completely like like why even have an election? I, this happened also in the last week. Yeah, uh, last week Russia Vladimir had their Putin. presidential Congratulations. election. Uh, Putin won. Not surprisingly, I think he literally tried to kill one of the people who was running against him, <laughs> sent another to jail, and one of them fled the country. So there's a video of like Russian voting booths mm-hmm. or like the voting areas. Where when they're counting ballots, a guy suspiciously moves the balloons in the room in front of the camera so they can't see. The only camera in the room so you can't see what's going on. That's like classic classic Goodfellas or classic Casino. One of those movies did that. Yeah. Like oh, Ocean's, Ocean's 11, 11, I think. <laughs> Ocean's 11 did do that. And, and then there's also another video. This guy in a hat, he's literally pulling ballots out of his pocket. And he like turns around. <laughs> Have you seen this video? No. Oh my god! It. I'll see if I can pull it up for you. But he's like, he's just like pulling one out of the, his coat pocket, putting it in there. Turns around Dude, and like just like looks. And that then... sounds just too corny to believe. Even like there's we're some... living in a fucking comic book, dude. <laughs> I mean, you look at people like Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, Elon Musk. Uh, who's the Amazon guy? Jeff's, uh, Jeff Bezos. Bezos? Yeah. Like, 
They're all comic book characters. What the fuck? Elon Musk is the Iron Man, clearly. <laughs> can someone just like can we get enough people rolling around in radioactive goo? Yeah, I guess how much shit and do then we, we can have see, like Superman? How much shit do we have to see to realize that we are just living in a virtual reality and this is like phase phase final? <laughs> <laughs> that like yeah, let's just get off this wild ride, man. <laughs> just take off the headset. And let's just where actually honestly, what what's beyond the headset? Oh gosh, it could be no, worse. We we can't it could be do like that. The Matrix. It, it, it does to me sound like you're advocating for suicide, and, and <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, we have to live in it because it's what what we're in, and let's why don't we beat it? Why don't we beat the game rather than trying to quit the game? Ooh, good analogy. Hmm? Hmm. Like, yeah, there like are that. ways we can win this. I mean, so Democrats just won an election in Pennsylvania uh, from a, a, a district that swung 20, 20 points towards Trump, but we won it by a very narrow margin, nonetheless. Yeah. Like, 0.2%? Yeah. Percent? Like, Ridiculous. it wasn't even close to call on Election Day because... Like they won by like like I don't know like a thousand votes or something or maybe less, but Democrats won because you know why the Democratic energy right now is much stronger than the Republican energy because we realize how fucked up shit is and Republicans are starting to realize how fucked up their president is and how fucked up their governing laws are. The Republican Party is going to be done by the, if Trump makes it to four years. Then it's done. Like that, I don't know if you want to call it a silver lining just because it's been such a like dig in your heels party, mm. non part, yeah. like it's just 100% like partisan politics and non bipartisan. They're not willing to cooperate with anything. So maybe that's a good thing. Uh, but if they make, if Donald Trump makes it in four years, no one's going to vote for him. He's going to pretty much like this, this upcoming election. Uh, like we're going to see a huge turnover, huge turnover in Republicans. And I mean, the only thing that can save them if they actually, I don't know, impeach Donald Trump. I mean, the thing no, that's, that's obviously, I mean, if, if they're like, Hey, we got to stand up for what's right for the American people, the Republican party, the people who are part of the party are going to be like, yeah, I'm, we're still good guys. We still have good beliefs. The thing is, like, both parties are changing. Um, like, yeah, I don't like the Democrats either, but they're better than the Republicans by yeah. miles. Yeah, we were both big Bernie Sanders supporters. Oh yes, and I, I mean, I definitely regret that. Well, hold on, you regret being a Bernie Sanders supporter? I regret, I regret being a Hillary Clinton hater. There's a lot to hate, though. Yeah, well, I think a lot of it was fueled by. She's sex. a flawed. No, no. I think I, she ran, she's ran a, flawed, a flawed campaign. No, no, she's a flawed candidate. Right, but I feel bad. I guess she should not have been the the nominee. I guess that's where we disagree. You think she would have been uh, a better president than Donald Trump? Well, I agree what, with that. Uh, do I think she would have been a good president? Probably not. Do I think why? Why? Because she is 
she is covered in corruption. She is almost the antithesis of Bernie Sanders, except the only person who would be more than that is Donald Trump. But, Hillary, but, but it sounds like a lot of the things. I mean, I, I guess you can go on before I. Well, no, no, go on. I mean, if you if you have points about Hillary Clinton, I, I, I a lot of the things that you're, I feel like you are about to say, and I don't know what you're about to say, were <laughs> strongly influenced by Russia. And paid for by the Russian campaigns. Um, like I think, no. I think maybe yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure I would have supported Bernie Sanders over Hillary Clinton, and I did. But I think a lot of the things were a bit overdrawn. I'm, and, I'm not like talking about uh, like Russian propaganda stuff. I'm talking about her actual career, her judgment, mm-hmm. the way how she handled things. I mean, she almost comes off as a sociopath in a lot of regards like how in a in a lot of regards i mean she's the type of person who who laughs about killing benghazi off camera and even though it was on camera i you know we came we saw he died ha 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 and she doesn't understand people she's lived in this bubble she's just has this complete alienation to the common man that Bernie had that that. connection with or Bernie Bernie. I don't know. Bernie. Yeah. Bernie has that connection. I agree. He totally does. But I think also there are things that burnt or that Hillary has had over has and has over has and had over Bernie. Um, she's been in this kind of world for forever, her entire life. Okay. So is Bernie, I suppose. But, She's been in the White House. She knows how it works there. She is, you know, in a level. Uh, you would you would say she's a little bit corrupt, right? Um, I I I don't want. I guess yeah. If you have to go with it, she's taking dirty money and she's using it to fund her campaign. That's going to lead towards corruption. Yeah, yeah. And you probably would say that she's probably corrupt enough to get her agenda done. Um, well, it depends what her actual agenda is. Well, what her, do you she, think her agenda is? Well, honestly, that's a very good question because like she was against gay marriage until 2013. Yeah. And I think that was because she was trying to get her agenda better. It's honestly, she sticks her finger in her mouth, sticks it up, sees where the wind is blowing. And that's her agenda. She doesn't have, I don't a, agree with that. Um, I, it seems pretty obvious. So you think she like had no that. idea what she was doing? No, I think and she knew exactly what she was doing. That sounds like you don't have any idea what you're doing. No, no. Like or she, she doesn't give a shit what she's doing? No, she's going on the way of what she thinks she can get to get support on something. Like, she was, she voted for the war. I mean, like, the, the like she was uh, against the, the bailout of the automotive industry, but she was, like, for the bailout for Wall Street. Like it's like she's in like her her belief systems are for what's giving her money and then and then they she says things in order to get herself votes. I I mean I don't I don't think any politician does that. And I think Bernie Sanders does that. Like like he always says he flies I I fly economy like the basic rest of the people, but he flies the very first row of economy. And gets off the plane much faster than everyone else does immediately. 
you know, just 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 close enough so you can say what you what you're saying is meaningful. Like they all have like I mean, Bernie Sanders' wife was under some shit for doing some stuff, and you know he's 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 made a good amount of money. And I'm not saying he doesn't represent well the middle class or the lower class people too, but I'm saying he is saying this just to get votes. You know, that's why, and that, that's that's the problem well, with America. And Bernie Sanders has has lightened this because. The problem with America is that the politician's job is not to represent the people's opinions and beliefs. It is to get reelected. That is all. That is their only job is to get elected and get reelected. That is how they make their money. That is how they make their fortune. That's why I agree with what Bernie Sanders' concept is, is that we need campaign, campaign finance reform. But you can't take away the fact that that is their only job is to get reelected. Okay. So can, um, cause I know we got more to talk about. Can I just end with a counterpoint on the Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton thing? Sure. Okay. So the reason why I think Bernie Sanders in almost all regards is always going to be Hillary Clinton is because at the end of the day, he is a public servant and that is the job of a politician is to serve the public interest. And he, you can take talking points from Bernie Sanders from 20, 30 years ago, and they, you can take those clips and play them today, and they fit right exactly into his same stump speeches. Mm-hmm. He's been saying the same exact things, and like it's like, how long do we have to hear these things before we learn from our mistakes? And that's the difference that I, I, I see between the two. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, not so much. You see inconsistencies yeah she i feel like they both had just different strategies going at being elected officials like hillary probably tried to go with the the tide a little more to try to get reelected and keep her job because that's the job of a politician and bernie sanders tried to like take one hard-lined approach and it worked for the most part because he was in office the entire time he's been a politician you know it's not like it didn't work for him just didn't work for either of them for the election yeah, uh, but like I said, let's just move on to other topics. Okay, what else we got? What else we got going on? Um, the Austin bombings. So uh, apparently there were some bombs in Austin that killed two people, injured uh, about five from a bomber guy that wasn't a terrorist because he was white and he killed himself with a self-destructing bomb. Not was, a terrorist. <laughs> not a terrorist. <laughs> but... Yeah, he was a terrorist. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there's not much to talk about with this. I just wanted to relate this to gun control. Because people always say, like, if you're not going to have a gun, you can, you can do, you can bring a knife, you can bring a bat, you can bring a, make, make a bomb. And first of all, it's illegal to make a bomb. It's illegal to put a bomb anywhere, you know. Um, but... This person did that anyway. And guess what? He only killed two people. A guy legally bought an AR-15 and walked into a school and killed 17 people. And then this is not... This this honestly shouldn't is shouldn't be that relatable because you know, maybe this guy could have planted his bombs better or whatnot. But it should prove, I think, that these topics are unrelatable. And... If you're going to use any other kind of weapon besides a gun in a debate against gun control, then 
I don't, you're just kind of missing the point. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't see too much how it ties into the gun thing, but the dude was, uh, by definition, a serial killer. I mean, he killed people at random, supposedly. And still early, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and you can use any any form of weaponry for that. And if you want to get it done, I mean, nothing's stopping you. I mean, he he ended. Up, we caught him. I mean, he killed himself when cops were narrowing in on him. Like, mm-hmm. wasn't in his car. He was like in I his car. So, I heard so. Yeah, he was like He's driving, drove into like a ditch. I heard he let an explosive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, make a great scene in a movie. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're not in entertainment. <laughs> hey, man, politics is fucking entertaining. Like I said, we're in a fucking comic book. Yes, we we might be. <laughs> um, uh, okay, you heard about Cambridge? Cambridge? Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica, baby. They have been pulling the strings the whole time, and Facebook has been helping them. Yep, and uh, Facebook just decides to suspend them once Cambridge Analytica hits news. It's Jordan... Uh, I think I might have a hard time explaining this. Is there any way you could? Because I, I think I can, but I'll not explain it well, what Cambridge Analytica is. Uh, I'll give a poor man's explanation because that's what I am. <laughs> um, so Cambridge Analytica. We literally found Jordan on the streets before we had <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I took a, uh, a horse here. Yeah, not even a lift, just yeah. a horse. <laughs> yeah, I rode a goat. So Cambridge Analytica, they are, uh, they're a data consultant. So what they do, they analyze data and give you results. They're typically contracted uh, by like politicians, and this is globally. Mm-hmm. Globally, they they have reach. So they you'll see places in like Nigeria, the Russia, uh, and then like even the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, at one point, for a significant time. Um, Steve Bannon was their vice president. Oh shit! I yeah, know that. And one of the clients of Cambridge Analytica was Donald Trump's campaign. Uh, before we get into that, I want to tie into how Facebook plays into this. Yeah. Because that's a pretty big news story in itself. Mm-hmm. So they asked Mark Zuckerberg to testify, I believe. Yes, yeah, so the UK, uh, UK Parliament, whatever their government is called. Um, so Facebook has taken their own liberty uh, of using Facebook user data and selling it without the consent of the users to Cambridge Analytica. And they have been using that data to test things like phrases, like drain the swamp and like lock her up. Or well, not not lock her up, but uh, it's drain the swamp. And uh, can I explain how, how that works? I, I remember how it works. Sure. So I think the main source of this was like, you were taking an online quiz, online quiz that says like, which friends character? Oh yeah. The personality quizzes. Yeah. Like this, like you, they'll ask you like, what friends character of you or what character from Seinfeld are you or what, what horoscope are you? You know? And then you, you click on it and you start taking these questions. But before they ask you, they ask you to sign in with Facebook and you click, okay. And then they tell you what you're going to consent to. And it's like, going to be like, your friends, your uh, profile information and whatnot. But also on there is your friends. Well, your friends is actually the part that um, that 
is the most controversial because it's like your friend's data, basically. It's what they're taking also. Like you're consenting to your data and your friend's data, which is from a loophole from Facebook's terms of agreement with other businesses. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. So that's how they get all this information that leads to... So that's how they're able to get like one polling quiz yeah. like fucks everyone over. Right. Because one person agree- gives consent and it fucks up everybody that's friends with them. So it's not necessarily your answers from the quiz. It's the the consent you give on behalf of your friends yeah. by uh, some sort of strange loophole and right. uh, getting other people to agree to it. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is fucked up. That's really fucked up. The question is like, like, all right, so you didn't finish, but like they give it to the Trump campaign. Yeah. Okay. So they, Facebook sold that data to Cambridge Analytica and Trump campaign uh, contract to Cambridge Analytica, which was formerly run by Steve Bannon, or he was a VP at mm-hmm. this company. And phrases like drain the swamp and uh, lock her up or whatever placeholder like phrases they used during the campaign were used during Donald Trump's campaign. They tested these phrases back in like 2014. Mm-hmm. 2014, two years before he was even running. A year and a half before he even announced he was running. So yeah. like they were like, hey, use these phrases. And then um And also one of the big things about this is that like if you want to get a donation from the Mercer company, uh Mercer being the like the rich Republican donors, mm-hmm. you had to like buy into Cambridge Cambridge, what is it called? Cambridge, Analytica. Analytica. I've heard that. Did you see the BBC thing? No. BBC did a sting operation on them. Is that how it, is that how it came out? This is how like the big BBC oh, is the one okay. who broke the. Then I did hear story. about this from the guy in like they Saudi have, Arabia they have or on, something. Yeah, they have video footage of. Uh, Where's the it? audio? Like, like Stevie Nicks. I can't remember his <laughs> Stevie name. Stevie Nicks. What? His last name is <laughs> Nicks. All right, N I X. I can't remember his his full name. But they have him on camera saying these corrupt things. Like, yeah, we'll like uh, we'll pay a prostitute to like record yeah, I heard that. record uh, having sex with your opponent, and then we'll just like fuck up his campaign. And like they're saying all these underhanded things, mm-hmm. which clearly, if uh, if you guys aren't aware, is illegal to do. Right. You can't blackmail is illegal. Right, but that's also uh, that's also like the less concern. Based on the data, like that's what the comp- companies these days are. What they're doing is they're getting your data, legally or illegally, and selling it. Like uh, m- Facebook, that's what they do. They mine data for people, and that's why they're so rich because they're selling data to, to all these advertisers that are targeting ads towards you and making you more likely to buy the shit that you buy. If you ever bought something off of Facebook, me personally, from a Facebook no. ad, Instagram, yes. See, Instagram's owned by Facebook. What? Yeah. Oh, no. I've been duped. <laughs> yeah. We've, I mean, I bought something off Facebook. It didn't fucking work, and I wasted my money. I'll, but Yeah, I'll tell you what's fucked up is that I can say something around Alexa and or on my phone, and I never have searched these things, and it pops up in my ads. I can, I can give you a great explanation for that. What? You got to listen to this podcast by Reply All. They... They dive deep into that. Do they have an actual explanation? Yeah, because it's thousands of people are reporting this. It's satisfying. It's very satisfying. And 
trust me, I don't, I I'm not gonna spoil their podcast because I can't even tell you what's been going on, or, or like I can't adequately describe that. But it is a satisfying response. I will give you the information. Search Reply All. Find their thing about Facebook. They will tell you that. That is all the time we have. Jordan, anything you want to plug? Yeah, my butt. (laughs) (laughs) You can plug Jordan's butt at Jorvid on Instagram.com or something, I think. (laughs) Jorvid1. Number one. (laughs) Well, anyways, guys, thanks for listening to the Split Six Podcast. Please follow me at nwagella on Twitter or at nwagella on Instagram. Email us at split6podcast at gmail.com. That's split6podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for splitting six with us. And remember that it is always more important to listen to what somebody else is saying than it is for somebody else to listen to what you are saying. Have a good night, y'all. All right.